0: In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of TogiNet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc.
1: Everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England zone, Van Helsink, with me all the way from across the pond. Or maybe I'm all the way from across the pond. I'm not really not sure of that. Uh, it depends on whose side of the pond you're on, I guess. Anyways, he is the Ghost Finder General, the most taut and rigid Felix.
2: Good afternoon and good evening to you, sir. Are you
1: well? Yeah, so who's on the other side of the pond? Am I on the other side of the pond or are you on the other side of the pond? Uh, can I have just t- very quickly, I've got to think about Oh. Hey, listen, that's someone dialing in from
2: on the other side of the pond. That was very,
1: that <laughs> maybe, was very perhaps, maybe strange. Maybe from another realm. <laughs> I think <see.
2: laughs> someone from the unknown. Oh my goodness me, that was very strange. That was. Um, I think. I think we're on the other side of the pond.
1: And how do you, and you explain that? I don't know, I'm just trying to think very
2: hard about it. It's a very big pond, and I think that...
1: Because yeah, you're bigger than we are. No. Yeah. you know, what, you know you're what more it is, powerful Richard? than we are. Yeah. No. No, the sun yeah. never sets in the British Empire.
2: Well, no, but, no. but listen, it's such a shame because unfortunately it's, it's crumbling. It's crumbled! <laughs> the sun never sets on the British Empire. But um I'm afraid since the Second World War uh <laughs> we are not uh you know we are not the imperialists anymore. Um and you are much bigger than us and you are more powerful than we are and we're following you in every way you know. Um literally everything. You know we 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 are the 50 is it the 53rd state? Are there 52 states in America? Only 50.
1: 50 if you want a couple extra sure, that's fine uh, you know if you want to throw a couple out way that's fine too Yeah, but yeah you know what no problem we got enough problem well, with 50 i don't think we need any more
2: well no but i think <laughs> we're fast becoming the 51st state i'll be honest with you oh, I, uh, I, well, I love it i love it i don't i i think that uh, uh, everything over there is wonderful uh, and i can't wait to come back again so uh, uh, but i know i can't come back this time because you've got Kieran coming haven't you
1: I do, I do. And uh, it's going to be interesting because uh, I've heard a lot of interesting things about him and I want to check him out. You know, oh, I, heard, you'll, you'll I, heard he's, I heard he's a two fisted drinker and uh, we'll have to test that out.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, they are. I wonder if he drinks Sam Adams. Uh, I think he does.
1: Oh, well, he's all right then.
2: Yeah, no the problem. Right. Not Sam yes. Adams, it's not Sam, is it? It's, um,
1: yeah, Sam Adams is it? it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, i going back to that. So, so, what do you think? We, we will have a world government at one time. Uh, you know, it'll be just one country, one world. Ooh,
3: ooh,
2: ooh. ooh I don't know. Um, that's a possibility, but I don't. I, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be for a long time. Uh, to be honest with you, but I, I genuinely believe that. Uh, I mean, you know, you, there's no getting away from it. You're, you're, you're definitely showing us the way. Um, mm. Even, even to a certain the ghost, ghost hunting.
1: Come on. That's not what the French say. Oh, I know that. <laughs> so, well, yeah, but you know they're they're um, they're French, aren't
2: they? <laughs> that's very diff. They're very different. We we share so much, you know. That, um, let's be honest about it. You know, the, there's we're one and the same. Uh, we always have been. And mm-hmm. um, I just think that uh, you know the, the American War of Independence was was a very unfortunate little affair. Um, but, uh, we have got over it.
1: You know what, but we had our we had our civil war, you know, it's the same thing. We get over it. So you know. Exactly. What, anyways, um Yes. Let me ask you, uh well, let's let's not even go on to that. Let's we do have a guest on the line and I think we should bring him on. I uh, think that's absolutely right. It would
2: be yeah. rude not to, Ronald.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't want to sit here and listen to me jaw. <laughs> so anyways, uh I really would like to introduce a good friend of mine. Uh, he's one of the most fun guys to uh Investigate with—he uh, is none other than Josh Mantello of the Berkshire Paranormal. Hello. Good evening. Good afternoon.
2: Well, sorry, afternoon. good afternoon. Yeah, afternoon evening. Well, it's it, evening.
1: It, it's it's, it's even evening where evening. Richard is, so he is correct. He is right.
2: <laughs> oh, but the sun's setting, and so that's not good for the British Empire. But never mind.
3: But, How <laughs> are you? Good, good. I'm out and enjoying a, uh, a lovely day off out here on my uh, front porch.
1: That's That's fantastic. You know, know, Richard, when you were here last year, this is one place I really, really mm -hmm. wanted to take you, and it it just didn't happen. And this is the Hooten Mansion in uh, North Adams, Massachusetts, and it is probably the most phenomenal place to investigate. I absolutely love doing it. It's not like it's the creepiest place or the thing, Mm -hmm. but there's always some action there. There's always stuff going on. It's really cool. Is that right, Josh? I Absolutely. Um,
3: and you're right, it's not the creepiest place. Uh, a lot of people, you know, think, oh, because it's a haunted mansion, it's going to be uh, yeah. super scary. scary or, you know, they're not going to be able to handle it in there. It, it's not that kind of, you know, haunting where everybody's going to be scared and afraid while they're inside. It's it, It's very active and it's more, I guess, surprising to people when they're inside. Uh, than than scary. I think once you're in there for a little while and, and you you get as comfortable as you can be in a in a haunted mansion, you'll you'll find it more intriguing than than scary. And I think once you get over that, and a lot of people do, they 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 have fun with it.
2: Mm. I mean, tell me, I mean, I've, I've sort of had serious problems because I've not been able to look it up on the internet, because my, my internet's been down for the best part of a week now, so um, I, I know, it, I mean, it's because it's, it's H-O-U-G-H-T, which, which we would pronounce Houghton or Houghton, but you pronounce well, yeah, it Houghton.
1: Ron Ra- Ra- pronounces it wrong, it's Holt, Houghton. Oh, listen, well, what, what do you yes. mean I pronounce it wrong? I think the rest of the world pronounces it wrong, and I'm correct, but that's just
2: no, he, Listen, let me tell you something. He also pronounces Devon wrong. He calls it Devon, and it's Devon. It's Devon. It's, Devon. <laughs> it's like it Kare Karen,
3: Karen. Wait a minute, it's wrong, right? Yeah, well, I'm going to like
2: H-O-O. Whatever. Houghton. <laughs> Houghton. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tell tell me more because I, as I say, I I know that there's something to do with the Freemasons there. Or well, was, is other,
3: it is um it it the the haunting itself doesn't really have a, a whole lot about um the the Freemasons, but the building itself is currently um the the area the the city's um local Masonic lodge that's still oh, right. active and and
2: meets there monthly or you know, on a regular basis. Right. And and uh, I mean, I mean, because even George Washington was a Freemason, wasn't he?
3: Absolutely, oh, boy! I, I forgot the exact number. I want to say 13,
0: oh, well, the founding 13 schemes, of the yeah.
3: signers of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, they were all yeah. they were all founding fathers. And there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there. Yeah. And ben and Franklin, theorists
2: everywhere. You know that Ben Franklin? You know, that yeah, trying to take over the world. But that's right. Hey, maybe I was a Freemason, me. Ronald. Ronald, you oh, was a Freemason many years ago. Would they kick you out? No, no, they didn't <laughs> no, they did not <laughs> kick me out at all i I couldn't afford the time to, uh-huh. to i loved it i absolutely you know there's nothing I swear to you guys there's absolutely nothing uh nothing sinister or anything about it it's just it's just exactly the same as. As anybody else that happens to be a member of a football club or, or a, a ghost hunting group or, or anything else, then you, you tend to do each other favours, you know. Um, yeah, it's, and it's really very similar with the Freemasons. I had a marvelous time, but it was too it, much for me. There was too much to do, too much to learn, and so yeah, I had to leave. It takes a
3: lot. It does take a lot of time. It, it's very um, mm. time-consuming. If you are, if you really start getting into it, I spent a year as head of my lodge, and it was yeah. probably one of the most Hectic years of my life because yeah. you're you're obligated to do a lot of work, and it it like the last few years I've really taken a, a back seat from it, and now just kind of take care of the building's ghostly activities and less of the Masonic wow. activities. <laughs> but
1: wow. y- you know what, and Richard? Tell me, uh, Richard, Richard, on, Richard on, you uh, carry on. Ron. You know, you know what is? I think my destiny lies with the Masons. Oh, really? I, I have this thing about the uh, nice. Templar, and well, I have well, no clue, it was clue why. Almost an obsession, I think. Really? Oh
2: well. Well, listen. In the in the near future, then let's let's do a program. Let's do a, a lot of stuff about the Knights Templar because I've got some rather interesting things to tell you about. Uh, we'll do that another time. But at the moment, right. we're talking about the Houghton
1: Mansion. The Houghton Mansion, right? Houghton. Man- Houghton. Houghton.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. I've <didn't laughs> heard it Who pronounced every it?
1: You don't say houters, do you? You say hooters. Yeah, but that's H-O-O, not H-O-U. Whatever. Anyways, uh, moving right along, uh, the good thing about the Hooton Mansion or Houghton Mansion or whatever heck, the mansion, okay? Uh,
2: the Haunted Mansion.
1: It, it has been investigated so many times, and it's really cool. I mean, the ghost hunters were there, uh, Jason and Grant, uh, right. John Zaffis, um, the Ghost Adventurers, uh, they were in their, one of their lockdown modes there. Uh, of course, the New England Ghost Project was there. Uh, You've had tons of groups there, haven't you? Uh...
3: There's been so many groups I I have lost count. Um, I get literally... If you, if you visit the webpage for the haunted side of the building, it, it attaches to my cell phone. So I get at least a phone call a day from some group interested somewhere in this country looking to uh, to get into the building. And we can't even come close to being able to facilitate all the requests from these groups. We, we get maybe at least two a month in, sometimes more depending on the circumstances, but usually just about two different groups in a month. Um, some of them are repeat, but on average we're so a month, we usually take, you know, the winter months off, it's about 20, group, 20 different investigations a year, not counting oh. the ones, you know, my team, Ron's team, and our, our friends that we allow in, you know, so we're looking mm-hmm. at almost two dozen investigations a year in the building. Wow, and do,
2: do things happen to the groups, you know, I mean, is it, it, know, it, how, I is I it w- active?
3: I would say 90% of the time, if not more, 90, 95% of the time, uh, some of the Something, whether it's small, will happen. Uh, we don't. A lot of them don't always maybe walk away with, uh, you know, a ghost picture or an EVP, no. but they always no. at least walk away with some sort of personal experience that has happened to them. Either it being, you know, hearing, you know, our, our resident little girl down in the basement yelling to them, or feeling wow. a tap on the shoulder, or, a, or a, a unexplained, you know, breeze going by their their ear or something. There's always some sort of unexplained experience happening you know, in the building, and sometimes the bigger groups, the groups with a little bit more equipment, will capture some EVPs and and pictures and video evidence. There's so much of it, it's, I don't even have the time to look at it all anymore. And it's it's, it's, it's coming, it comes in all the time.
2: Wow. Well, and so, because me being, you know, obviously. Um, bit of a historian and various other things. Tell me, um, what, what's its history? How old is it? Uh, who lived there? Who died there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who's haunting
1: it?
3: Uh, the building was built in the circa 1890s. Uh, it, it's, they actually had a, a tough time getting the deck built date. Uh, oh, right? really? we're, we're kind of leaning more towards, I think, 1896, 1895, kind of the mid-1890s. Yep. Uh, and we have, you know, the the local historian who knows everything that ever happened in the city. You know, he, he's in on it with us. He does a lot of the researching on the building. And he's kind of yeah. taught us 96, 97, 95, that, that general area. Yeah. And yeah. it was built by, his name was Albert Charles Houghton. Uh, he was right. the first mayor of the city of North Adams where we're located. He All was right. an industrialist. He, before we became a city, he... And he became the mayor. He was the owner of the largest um, mill factory. We were a mill town back then, built big mill town. He was the owner right. of the largest factory in, in the town, so he was very rich, very prominent. So when they did come over to a larger city government, he obviously became the mayor, having as this. much influence and money as he did in the city. After getting out of that, he after getting out of office, he built the mansion as his retirement home. Mo- you know, moved in was that late- part of the 1890s, lived there, you know, lived there at the mid-1890s, lived there for a little over a decade. Yeah. Um, 1912, he, him and his, he was living there with his daughter and his wife. He had chauffeurs, butlers, maids, like any other rich, prominent citizen in the late 1800s would. Yes. Uh, He, you know, him and his daughter went for a pleasure drive up into Vermont, which, from our neck of the state here isn't too far away,
0: yeah.
3: um, and they're and their uh, Pierce Arrow motor vehicle, early model motor vehicle, relatively new technology, one of the yeah. first citizens yeah. to own one, went off for a pleasure drive, which by today's standards, where they were going is about a 20 minute drive. So for them, probably you know 40, 45 minute drive. They uh they got up into the next town over just after the Massachusetts line, the. Sofer, who was at the wheel, John Witters, Calipana work crew and a team of horses. Uh, somehow the accelerator got stuck when he went to go around the work crew, and the vehicle slid down the embankment off the soft shoulder of the road and tumbled down. Right. In the car with him was uh, actually AC's niece, Mary Hutton, uh, H-U-T-T-O-N, yeah. and her and her husband, or sorry, or Sybil Hutton. Sybil was crushed by the car or thrown from the car and died instantly. Mary, um, AC's daughter, was you know fatally wounded, didn't make yeah. it back to the hospital. She died en route to the hospital.
0: All right. the men
3: in the accident survived with just bumps and bruises. Good lord. Then the next day, um, John Witters, who was the chauffeur and family friend who was driving the vehicle, was very upset. He, he killed his. His boss's niece and daughter, he took it very personal. He took the blame upon himself, even though they're saying it's not your fault. The car malfunctioned. The Mm. the road gave way. There's no way you could have prevented it. He still felt very sorry for himself. Um, And he was put on a suicide watch. And unfortunately, he snuck away from the people who were watching him. He went out back to the carriage house, which is a separated part of the house, and took his own life with a horse pistol back in the carriage house. Good lord. So now AC wow. has lost his good friend and butler, his daughter and his niece. Um,
2: yeah.
3: The accident was on August 1st. Um, the chauffeur shot himself on August 2nd. On August 11th of that, August 11th, just 10 days after the accident, um, AC died in his house. And if you go back through the old newspaper clippings, it said he died of grief. He died of you know a, a sad heart because of losing so much, yeah. and he yeah. died there at the house. Right the day after his, um, Mary was actually waked in the house, which is a very common practice back then. Right. Yeah. You have funeral homes, you wake, you wake the family in the house. So right after they, they waked uh, Mary in the house, he died the next day. And My God. the house stayed with his wife for about two years. She then sold it to another prominent family in the city who had only had it for a couple of years, who then sold it to the, to the local Freemasons who You know, if you added an addition to the building, and I've owned it ever since, but if you talk to the people of the city, the older um, grandparents and great-grandparents of the city, even back in the the 20s, the 30s, all the way all through the the 1900s, you know, there were stories of the building being haunted ever since that accident. It's not like something we made up up in the last 10 (laughs) years. So it's got a good pedigree. It has a very good pedigree.
2: Yeah, yeah, which is, you know, there's sometimes things think you know, after programs like Ghost Hunters and Most Haunted and places like that, you know, ha- houses suddenly become haunted. But it sounds as if yours goes right back, you know, to just after the events. Right, and you could, you know,
3: you know, especially now that it it, it has become much more popular in the last decade with the advent of ghost hunters and paranormal activity and going yeah. all these yeah. millions of shows that you can't avoid anymore. Is <laughs> you know... It's been a lot more popular, and it's gotten a lot more attention. But, you know, because of that, I've had people come up to me who are in their 60s, 70s, say, I remember when I was a little kid. playing yeah. On the front lawn and seeing something inside it. I remember when I was a kid 50 years ago, going in there for Rainbow Girls or Demolay things and, and or teen dances they used to have and seeing ghosts. So these are stories that, that go back decades, you know, all the way back to just after the accident.
2: Yeah. Yeah, see, that's the sort of stuff I like, you know, ge- genuine stuff that's got a has got a history with it, you know. So who who haunts it? Obviously, I presume it's it's a, it's a it's the anniversary of course tonight, isn't it? Today, tenth of isn't August. It? Is it the tenth yeah. of? Oh my, it is.
3: Did he die on the eleventh? He died on the eleventh. Yeah. Oh, I should go down there. I, used, I should go down there. That's right. It slipped right by me this week. It
1: slipped
2: right by me this week. Yeah. Year. How
1: amazing! Ron,
2: you did well.
1: You did well, Ronald. But anyways, Uh, you know what's really interesting is that, um, uh, you know, whoever goes there always finds something. That's the cool thing. And um, it's like, I don't know, it's just really a unique experience. I mean, I've been there with Josh and his group before. We've run a couple of conferences out of there. Thomas D'Agostino, we went there one night. Remember that, Josh? That was a great night. Oh, that
3: that night was probably one of the most active night, and that was actually August, um, I think we did that on August 1st. We did that on either August 1st or 11th, four or five years back. Mm -hmm. We did that on the anniversary of the accident. Yep. We did it on one of the anniversaries with Tom DiAgostino. It fell on a Saturday and a Sunday, and it worked. It worked out really well. That that night was incredible. You know, between Thomas DiAgostino's, uh, his wife's camera literally just exploding in her hands, you know, the the batteries flying out. The cap, the the flash, you know, opening up on its own, and Goodness. you know the, the stuff that was going on in the basement with all of us down there. That, that was phenomenal.
2: Wow! And who is the who's the, for want of a be better word, the primary ghost? Is it is it the little girl or, or the guy? There's guys actually, it, there's actually a few ghosts, right? When you say, uh,
1: it's
3: it's funny. I I think there's maybe a, at least four. Wow. And it, the little girl, it, it's got of kind of. Everybody always, when we say Mary, his daughter, for some reason, everybody always just assumes that she was a younger child. Mary right. was in her 30s, I believe. Right. Exactly. right. She was Quite, She was quite older. She had, um, if you go back through, and, and we, we dug into a little bit, she um, she went to Suat, she, she got her schooling, and she came home, and her father had been ill after getting out of the, the government, and... She, you know, had fallen sick, so she dedicated herself to staying home, not getting married, and living with her parents to take care of them. So she yes, was she in is. her, she was a young child, which is kind of, uh, odd. everybody always assumed she was younger. Um, right. We yeah. think there's, there's, there's four floors, and I think we got one for every floor. Um, Mary, we think, kind of prominently sticks around her, her area of the house, she had, you know, the area that was her bedroom. Uh, yep. AC kind of floats everywhere. AC, and, and Ron kind of attest to this, is a very kind of... Just, he's he's not mean or malevolent. He's, he's cranky. He's a cranky old man. And his his spirit acts that way. It, it, it Get out of my house. Leave me alone. Don't bother me with your meters and your recordings. Just mm. get, get out, you know? Uh, John Witter is very heavy. Very sorrowful when when he's around. The, the room will become cold and very casual, and yeah. sad. And very you know when he's around. And then somewhere there is a small child in the basement. In we don't know where she came from. Right? I say it's a female. Some people say it's a male. We don't know where she came from. She right. could be attached to a previous home that was on the same property. Or I was
2: going to say, what was on? Do you know what was on the site before?
3: There was a house on the site previous to which was actually picked up and moved to another location in the city, uh, which must have been a great undertaking back in, back yeah, in that time period. Back in the day, They yep. actually picked up and moved the house to another location. Um, they obviously wouldn't have filled in a cellar hole to dig another one. So the cellar hole probably still remains. Maybe it's something that's attached to the original, but, um, yeah. property. I don't, I don't know. Eric, AC did have a daughter that died at a very young age.
1: Uh, mm. Of, but she was before the was ever thought of that was you know you know, you know what's interesting, Josh? Though it before. wasn't, it, Josh. It wasn't uncommon to move houses back then. For instance, Lowell, Massachusetts, uh, they had a lot of houses, that, but they didn't have um, they didn't have enough lumber here. The pine was not suitable for the building of it, so they actually moved some of the houses from Gloucester in the in the shore and brought them in, and which is really funny because some of them. Uh, are haunted and they're haunted uh they didn't move all of them they brought them in pieces and some of them they'll, they'll like go up that you'll see the ghost go up in a widow's walk but there is none so it's kind of right. like yeah, yeah they really yeah. live in the past but yeah they did do that a lot they did move houses uh because they made them pretty sturdy back then yeah it's
3: nothing like they do now
1: <laughs> no i i know we're running <laughs> out, i know we're running out of time on this but um josh um i you know, we we actually have an announcement that uh, Karen O'Keefe is is going to be doing an investigation down there at the Luton Mansion on September 4th. So th- that's kind of a, a neat thing as well.
3: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, he kind of brings brings a side of the the paranormal that I haven't had a whole lot of dealings with, and uh, the the parapsychology kind of the field that he does is it's something kind of a little more foreign to me in in the field than a lot of the other aspects. So, and and I think it'll be interesting,
2: right? Oh, it's good. Uh, you'll you'll have a good time. You, it'll uh, you know he, he brings a different um, oh a different sort of side to it. I mean, do you have parapsychologists over there in the same way as we do, Rob?
1: I we we have Lloyd Lloyd Ahmed. They're not as yeah.
3: There there are a handful of them. Um, they're not yeah. as prominent. There's very few universities that still um, that still offer legitimate you know, degrees. Offer We're talking it. about yeah, legitimate. legitimate. I mean, anybody can go online and become a minister or a doctor or something now. Oh yes,
2: yes, of course. But not a <laughs> parapsychologist.
3: But Penn State, I know. Um, Penn State, I just think, still offers paranormal um, parapsychology degrees. There's, a, there's a, a very small handful of universities that still offer them. Uh, so. Yeah. And, the, the amount of people with those degrees has, has gone down dramatically.
2: Really? Oh, well, you're in for a good time, guys, I promise you. I am. I'm,
3: I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I always like meeting new people in the field, and it, it should be uh, an interesting night. Anytime that we can bring in a, a large amount of people, which I'm sure he, um, this will bring, um, we've had events and nights in there when we've had 100 plus people in the
1: building yeah well, you know doors, what? I'm I'm, I'm hoping it, that's it, not going to happen, uh, Josh. I really don't want 100 people in there. You know. Well, we. Good for know I'm The fewer, the better. But at the same time, we've had 100 people
3: in there, and doors slamming behind them. You know. Right. 20, pe- 20 people in a, in the basement, and while they're all in there, the door slams all on its own. So these ghosts aren't shy. They don't. They're not afraid of the crowd, and they
1: will they will perform in front of an audience when they have to. Right. And, and that, that's the thing is, is um, you never know what they're going to do. I mean, people want them to do this and that, but, you know, you're really not sure how they're going to react. Uh, you know, some spirits uh, will hide, and that's their way of, you know, almost rebellion. Um, I mean, Karen talks about the place where half the ghosts went, you know, they, because it was so popular that they decided to almost go on strike. Yeah. Uh, which is no, kind of like this. And,
3: there's, and there's been nights when we've had large groups and absolutely nothing's happened it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a tough call it's, <laughs> the way I like to, to, to kind of describe any of these ghost hunting events or ghost tours anything we do it's, it's like a whale watch if you ever been on a whale watch they can never guarantee that you're going to see a whale
1: well, you know, but well, you know what? we actually, on, the we, boat and on the anyway. Josh, we're going to have to take a break right now. Uh, you are listening to Ghost
2: Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolak.
1: We'll be right back after the following messages. Cutting edge. The creepy and the kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk gobbledygooky. The Parallax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the para family.
0: They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So
1: grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous, as we give awards to the Para-X family.
2: Hi everybody, this is Pete Six of Beatles and Beyond. Why don't we all come together and hear some of the tracks off the latest Beatles release on this radio station. Yes, why don't you look at the schedules on this radio station and join me and Beatles listeners everywhere to hear the latest releases from the Beatles on Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dicks. To,
1: he... to
3: Ghost
2: Chronicles
1: International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolak. And we have an interesting show now. Also joining us on the line is Byron Jackson from Haunted Devon. Byron, you there.
0: I am indeed. Welcome. And uh, thanks, Ron. Thanks, uh, everybody else, for inviting me on. It's beautiful. Nice to talk to you. How are you? Oh, I'm very good. How are you, Richard? Are you okay? Hey.
2: Yes, thank you. Extremely well. Overworked. Underpaid. But apart from that, I'm fine.
0: <laughs> well, it's like the rest of us out here in this world, is it? It's terrible, isn't I'm it? I'm
2: afraid so.
1: <laughs> sure. Josh, are you still with us?
2: I am still here, yep.
1: Uh, if you want to hang on, you can. Uh, it's up to you. Sure, I can hang tight for a few more minutes. Sweet. Okay, uh, great. You know, That's awesome. This is kind of cool because we actually have two different ghost hunting groups from two different sides of the pond. <laughs> yes. Whichever uh, side of the pond it is. <laughs> right, depending on what side of the point you right, exactly. Correct. And for those who don't know uh, Byron Jackson, Byron Jackson was actually uh, the first um, host of Ghost Chronicles International with me, and he is a member of Haunted Devon, and he's also... Uh, come to America and, and uh, did some ghost hunting with me. We went to the Lizzie Borden house. In fact, it's one of the chapters in uh, my book, Ghost Chronicles, which, by the way, is available on Amazon UK. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So the, uh, legal, though, there you go. That's who Byron is. And, and Byron, uh, one thing I do want to ask you is, is you've been on both sides of the pond. what is the big difference between uh, ghost hunting groups in, like, the U.S. and the U.K.?
0: Do you know, Ron? I don't think there is a real difference at all. I think um, both, of, you know, both sides. We, you know, if you're a good group, you devote your time to the paranormal world, and I think you do it both, you know, so professionally. Uh, when we came over to you, we learnt things from yourself, and, and equally, I think you know, you learnt things from us, and it was Correct. just fantastic. Great friends, great people, and you know, I don't think there is a difference. I think the, we both work in the same way.
1: Yeah, I, I think it, it was interesting. I mean, one of the best things you ever did for me, besides introducing me to Pippa, who is uh, Byron's mate, uh, mm-hmm. is, is uh, learning how to go glass swirl properly. And and I, 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 I just thank you so much for that, because I just have a blast with that. I think that is so much fun.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I don't know if Josh does this uh, on investigations or whether it's something that's been brought in from the UK. I mean it's been going for years, and I don't think any form of divination should be discounted as as uh not to be done. I think you know if you're an open uh paranormal group, you will try most things to to see if they work um you know we've tried everything from uh, ghost box uh to to oolus and all those type of things and I know they you know some people give them bad press um but you know if they're out there i'm going to try them and see if they work and uh you know, to be honest, some, some of these things give you good results. And I, I, I think if, if that happens, then, then stick with it and, and, and keep doing what you think is right.
3: Josh, what do you think about that? Oh, I agree with him. Um, it, it's not something I, I've, I've done, but I agree with him in what he's saying, though. It's, you have to do what you got to do to try and get results. Yeah. Um, I always try to take the scientific road first, and then back it up with something like that. So, kind of a double redundancy on, on everything. So yeah. I can always say I've got you know one side, and I got the, the the meters and the the measurements on the other side, and they can they can work with each other.
0: I think you know most paranormal groups, and I, I'm sure Ron will agree. Um, you know, certainly some of the paranormal groups in the UK, we're based on a 50-50 split, really. We have, we have people that are spiritual and we have people that are technical. Uh, and in amongst those, there are people that are sort of like gauging, uh, well, I'm not quite certain yet, but what I want to do. And I think that's the good thing about a good paranormal group. You get a good spread of people. they are all got their own ideas about what they want to do, but they all respect each other. And uh, same as you, Josh, you, you have your own mm-hmm. way of working. And I think that's perfectly sound. And I'm sure that Richard, who's been in the, the field for a long, long time, will agree that, uh, you know, it is great to, to, to have those ideas and bring them on board and use them in a, in a sensible way. And I think, you know, perfect to, to share ideas.
2: Absolutely right. No doubt about it. You know, I mean, I, I obviously when I came over to the States last year, I saw a, you know, quite a few different techniques. Um, they seem to be, you know, they're very techy. Uh, you know, very much into anything to do with, you know, electronics and um, computers and, and everything else like that. Um, they, almost, they almost seem to have a slightly more, slightly more respect for the spirits than, than we seem to have over here. Um, really? And a slightly, I think, and a slightly different outlook to, to what we have. Yeah, that was the impression I got. Um, but then again, you see, that's, that's America for you. They're, they're, they're very kind people, and they're very kind and respectful to their spirits, um, unlike, unlike some people I'll mention that have been on certain TV programs, but that's another story, of course. <laughs> uh, so I, think, I think, you know, uh, maybe... I would say,
3: obviously, I would look at it the other way. I see a lot more, you know, the Americans sometimes being the rude and in-your-face kind of uh, investigation um, Tor- not tormenting, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stern. Yeah, and I, I, I think a lot of people try to do that. I don't think we're all as, uh, as nice as, as he implies. I mean, there's some of us. <laughs> I don't try to provoke it a lot. I, I do sometimes, I think, when it's fitting. But, <laughs> I, you know, I think a lot of what the difference is going to be is, is this culture. Uh,
1: different yeah. religious
3: aspects, for, you know, different upbringings, and, and, Culture, I think, culture breeds a different kind of ghost, and it's going to need to breed a different kind of investigator to investigate that kind of spirit.
2: Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. I mean, the thing that I always, always try and bring into any investigations is is, is one word called respect, and and right. I believe that that we we need you know we, we respect each other, fellow human beings, and and we need to remember that that all of these spirits and souls that are out there certainly the, the, the intelligence as such, rather than the recording side of things, were once a human being, like you and me. And, and, uh, Absolutely. You know, I, th- I just think we need, we need to, you know, I think we get a lot more out of them if we treat them and talk to them in, in a way that we would to a human being.
0: Yeah, and I think, right. uh, I think that's totally correct, Richard. And Josh and, I, and, and obviously Ron, um, that, you know, sometimes we forget the reasons and the way that we should operate, um, you know, we recently spent some time in Salem Chapel in, in East Budley in Devon, and we yes. do this on a re- we do this on a regular basis. We have investigations where we actually go back to basics. We go right back to basics: how to log things, how to actually listen. Um, because I think a lot of investigations now have all become, you know, let's stagger around in the dark and let's let's just you know see what yes. we see. Um, and, and it's not about that. We arrive at the investigation early. We, we set up properly. Um, we work, we use um, thermal imagers and all the rest of the kit that we mm. can get, gain our hands on. And, and it's really, really good. We get really positive results if the people at the investigation are positive from the outset. And Correct. The, the problem is you, you get different types of investigations. You get people that, you know, the, the paranormal tour groups, as I call them, um, that are willing to take <laughs> people away. And that's great, but you, you do get members of the public who they're on a hen night or a stag night or whatever they're doing and you, do. you know yeah and, and unfortunately and they're looking they, for something slightly different of course Absolutely they're looking for the scare factor and unfortunately yep. we can't always give them that because uh, you know you, you go and investigate a, a location one day in 365 days and you can't guarantee that what's going to happen on that night is going to be uh, you know all Scary, dancing, or singing yeah. or anything.
1: And, and, you know, nothing may happen. Absolutely. You know what, guys, I just want to interject something in, in, in right now. First of all, uh, you listen listen to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Phillips, Ron Kolick, uh, Josh Mantello, and Byron Jackson are with us. If you have a question, you can go into TojiNet or the Pararex chat room and uh, leave us a question, and we'll certainly try to answer a few. But, you know, all of you guys, Richard, I know you do the Ghost Tours, Byron, you you, you certainly are involved in, in some of uh, the fundraising as well, and Josh, with the Hooton Mansion, is raising funds through the ghost too, and, and myself also uh, have done many events to raise money as well. So, uh, are we, how does that make us, is that we're not really true researchers if, if we're doing that type of stuff, are we, or, or, or not? I mean, you, you, No, let, I, I, don't,
0: I don't know. I think that, I think what's happening, sorry Richard, I, I was just going to say that, right, raising, raising the perception of, you know, because, The paranormal gets such bad press. You know, we get called Satanists. We get called all sorts of names, Mm, uh, and we are certainly not that. We are, you know, hardworking professionals. Most of us hold down good jobs in between doing this as a hobby. And, um, you know, to raise awareness that actually we do raise money for worthwhile causes, Um, you know, for for us in Haunted Devon and certainly in other groups, um, to do this and to feed back some of the the joy that we get from doing our investigations uh, and paying that back in kind to to people. We're doing Health for Heroes this year, um, you know, and why not, you know, raise the, the awareness of people? And I'll tell you what, out of every investigation we do, guarantee we'll get a good few members out of that, because people see us operating in a, in a normal light. They see us running professionally. They see us not running around with sheets on our head and, and dark coats <laughs> and candles. And uh, I'm sure Josh will agree, you know, at the end of the day, this is, this is what we're about. We're very um, proactive groups. We like to enjoy and employ sensible people and have objective investigations. And I think that's, uh, that, that's why we do it, I suppose, Ron. Yeah.
3: And I, I i i agree with that i you're you're it's it's hard times whether you're here and in, in europe it's it, it there, there's there's hard times
1: and josh josh oh gone. He, i guess he had a harder times he, than we thought he, he disappeared He, he had, had a very hot time. time yeah <laughs> But, you know, it it is true. I mean, uh, you know, Richard and I both do do, uh, work for charity too. But we also do stuff because this is all we do, too. And in order to support uh, ourselves and our our, (laughs) our groups, uh, we do do uh, fundraising events. And and there's no shame in that. No, Uh, I don't think so, Ron. No. (laughs) What about
2: the guy that works in the factory or or whatever he happens to be doing? Um, Or the guy that works in perhaps... You know, making armaments or whatever it is. He, you know, he he has to make a profit. If he doesn't, if he doesn't take his wages home at the end of the week,
1: then he won't be able to to do it anywhere, to work. So that's we, that's we, exactly live. that's exactly what I was going to say to you, uh, Richard. Because that's true. I mean, uh, part of the mission statement of the New England Ghost Project is to you know uh, reach as many people as we can, and we do that sometimes with with events. I mean, you you give the people the opportunity to experience. And, and find out for themselves uh, if there is anything out there or, or if this is something that they wish to, uh, you know, explore. I mean, it's, that's part of the deal.
2: Yeah, we but help you and have, we so.
1: have to be paid for it,
2: unfortunately. Um, and and people, people expect that. You know, it's as simple as that. There, there has to be, I mean, surely nearly all, if well, I would say 90%, if not more, of all charities have paid employees to a charity. They yeah, don't put the money
0: back. back in the park, yeah. do they? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, the I think they you know it's the, the same family. with us. Even though we're a non-profitable organisation as a group, you know we still have to fund ourselves. And I know that yeah. you know in the US it, it's, it's very uh, easy to find you know non-paying venues, but unfortunately in the UK um, we we seem to have gone the other way. And as the popularity of uh, paranormal events has, has continued to rise, certainly has the fees that some venues will expect. And, and certainly there are venues that are off our list, um, particularly because they, they are taking the mickey. You know, they're charging too much.
1: But Mickey,
0: um, oh, yeah. uh, actually, and, you
1: know. I actually have a question for you, uh, Richard. I'm sorry to, to cut you off there, uh, Byron. I, did, I thought you were done. But um, actually, Kate in the chat room says, I would love to ask Richard Felix if he feels any fear or intep- trepidation for other colleagues knowing the historic paranormal events that occurred in the various venues <laughs> that he has been in. Holy crap, that's a big sentence. <laughs> Gee whiz, can you, can you say that again, please? <laughs> <laughs> Do I have any fear
2: and trepidation for the people going into these locations? That I've been yeah, exactly. To? That's the gist of it. Well, that was good, wasn't it? Well, not, not because I've been there and I don't haunt it, but um, no, not really, um, because... As you probably know, one of my many statements is the profession of a ghost is not to scare you, Um, they're not there to get you Uh, and although um, I am a bit of a wuss and I'm frightened of ghosts, uh, and always have been, I would think that there are an awful lot of people out there that, that I would imagine aren't frightened of ghosts and I genuinely don't believe that they have anything to fear.
0: In, in oh, I, th- I think we're going to get you out of that, Richard. Of that's, a, that's a bad habit to be scared of ghosts. You, you're talking oh, to the, the legendary. What a ridiculous thing for me to be in a profession. Sorry, sorry, Richard. I, I, I didn't get that.
2: Sorry, I say what a ridiculous thing. What a profession for me to pick. It's oh, no, a little bit like someone that's frightened of snakes going to get a job in a in a reptile a house, snake isn't
0: f- it? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but but see, Ron has always told me that he's totally fearless uh, and. Um, I I think, well, I agree with you, Ron. I think there have been times when I've been totally fearless, but there's also been times when I've been, hey, hang on a minute, I don't quite like the fact that I'm sat here on my own. And, uh, you know, and I think some of it's psychosomatic. You're left in a castle on your own. You you start to think, hang on a minute, just as uh, Kate's just said, um, you know, people start playing on their mind. You you realize that their history is history. We have lived a castle near us that was used as a prison, um, and it was used as a prison where they used to. Um, if the guy hadn't paid the taxes, and I'm sure, Richard, you probably know this, and the tin mines yeah. uh, and Dartmoor, if they hadn't paid the taxes, they would pour lead, you know, some molten lead, into their mouths. Um, and these things used to go on in castles, and the, the, the type of things that used to go on in these places obviously are carried over uh, into um, what you actually pick up. and um, Yeah, I, th- I think... Kate's quite right in saying that if Richard goes and he's, you know, a historian and he knows what's going on, then, then presumably there, you know, there is some fear. Um, but I mean, Richard, you, you, you've done the historian, uh, pact for a long time. Um, you know, it's nice to know that though, isn't it? It's comforting to know that this is history. This is past and yeah. this isn't happening. Is that is that the way yeah, you see it? So much so.
2: You know, I'm such a believer, as you probably know, it ghosts and history go together. Um, and that's where I come in. You know, I, I, I'm not happy with, oh, there's a grey lady in there. I need to know who that grey lady was, why that grey lady's still there, and what happened to that grey lady to cause her still to be there. And mm-hmm. then the, th- the fourth one is, you know, while we're about it, can we do anything for her?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I know that, um, you know, I know having worked with Ron... Um, his, his team over there are, are so professional and, uh, yes, yes, that, you know, I, I can remember, um, I, I was totally fierce. Though. I went to the Lizzie Borden house and I slept and waited until they got me pizza. I mean, I, I had no, I had no, <laughs> um, I, I, I had no fear in that place, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I knew the story, but you know, some, some places you, you, you know, that there's going to be something kicking off and other places you walk in. And if you excuse this expression, it will be dead, and you don't really know what, what's going to happen. Um, but but and I'm sure you agree, Richard, that sometimes, um, you know, you get dips, and paranormal activity doesn't come in a straight line. It comes mm-hmm. in a bit of a wave. So the only part of the evening you can have absolutely nothing to happen to you. And then between 2 and 3, you'll get a hive of activity going on, all sorts of uh, EVP, uh, you know, happening around you. And I mean, you know, we again, you know, Salem Chapel was a marvelous location. Um, you know, within within a space of an hour, we did some EVP experiments, and we got some tremendous results um, with some uh, really strange voices. And I do recommend that, you know, those those guys that are out there um, just have a look on our website. And uh, I, I don't want to plug in. <laughs> Um, have a look on the website. There, so yeah, you should or, plug it.
1: You should plug oh, it actually, okay. because well, I,
0: I will plug it. It's www haunted and um, take a look on there. We have our um, last videos up from the last site, and look at the Salem Chapel one. And in there, you will hear the the EVPs that we captured, and uh, and there is one there that we can't work it out. Some people say, it's, "Can you get me a bag of chips?" Other people say, <laughs> "Bless mm-hmm. bless me, Father Jesus." And uh, it'd be interesting if I do come on tomorrow on, I'd just like to know, have a listen to it and then tell me what you think. Um, because we've, we've listened to it and there's, there was no one else around. We filmed it and obviously the EVP was recording. And um, But there was some really strange stuff going on there that we, you know, and it's bizarre because it was all done in a very controlled way. Um, you know, sessions were opened up. Correctly, they had so long to do the EVP. Um, there were gaps in between the questioning, and uh, at the end of every questioning, we took the EVP material back. We analysed it immediately, uh, and then went forward to the next session. And uh, really, cracking results. And I, I think that again, you know, you, you can never guarantee what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. And I think that. Uh, well, I think we've got a brilliant profession, don't you? <laughs> I think
2: no, there's nothing better. That, you know, no. I don't get to work; I just have fun. And it's well, we'd like
0: to come to Derby Jail one day, Richard. That, that'll be good. You isn't must, it?
2: you must come and yeah. see us because I can guarantee you. Again, you know the possibility of, of you know it's extremely active, um, and you'd you'd absolutely love it. But tell me while I've got you, Salem Salem Chapel, did you say? I, I, That's right. Yeah,
0: Salem Salem Chapel. It's in East Budley. It's um, Actually, it's got a connection with Salem and U.S., and, and, and basically a guy called Roger Conant was the founder of Massachusetts, and Ron yeah. will know this probably in his history a long time ago. Um, but Ron, uh, sorry, um, Roger Conant came from um, very close by to where well, he came from, East Budley, so um, he's a Devon-born lad, so, um, you know, he he came across. Now, the Pilgrim Fathers had already arrived in the U.S., and, yeah. um, but this guy was the founder of Massachusetts, and I, I can't remember the Indian group there, Ron. You'll probably have to remind me, but the, I, I can't remember the, na- the name of the Indians. But this I particular- can't remember
1: my own name, and I'm supposed to know the name of Indians. Well, I know. <laughs> but you're, yeah, right. Right.
0: I mean, you know, the, 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 this, this person was, was quite, you know, good. And, I mean, there is a link, strong link between us and Salem. And, um, yeah, so we, we've done it several times. Brilliant location. Um, and it, it crops up all the time. Now, it's only a small place. Uh, it is a dissenters' chapel, um, so right. it's built around sixteen seventy, I believe. And uh, yeah. but there'd been there been a, a site and a chapel on that site for uh, for a long time. And um, uh, the original site was built on a, a tree, uh, and the tree was built into the chapel. It's now been replaced by a big steel girder. But the, oh, the okay. story is behind Salem is that um, the guy that actually ran the place, the parson at the time was a well-known, um, well, smuggler. So, so he used to smuggle brandy and bits and pieces to hide it in the chapel, but he was also a child molester, bleak, um, fraud merchant and, and everything else that, that you could ever imagine. But when he died, he he and his wife died, there were lots of um, things came to light and the locals weren't very happy. So they actually dug him up and they dismembered his body, him and his wife and, and chucked the body parts all around the County. Now this is true because it has been verified historically. There is, um, you know, newspaper articles that suggest that went on. Um, yeah. So it's got a real history. <laughs> you, you go there and you get all sorts of strange things going on, uh, I, and it's a, it's a lovely location. Sometimes it can be really peaceful, and then the next yeah. day you, you get really uh, bad vibes, and uh, you're well worth a visit. But um, wow. and is yeah. it hit his
2: spirit? Is it his spirit, Byron, that, that haunts it? It's, it a,
0: it's, a, it's a mixture. I mean, I know that, you know, our guys who are spiritual, and I'm, I'm not, I'm as sensitive as a brick, and I'm very much like Me too, Rice. me too. And uh, he, um, you know, the, they have said, yeah, he has come um, to the location, but in the main it, it's children, and uh, children, ah. some of which are stressed, but there's always this bad vibe around them. Um, on occasions it turns up, but i've heard some weird stuff there you know i i am not easily convinced and sometimes you sit in a location and you hear steps and you think hang on I, mean, I did hear footsteps there's no way on earth yeah. that um yeah i mean it it's an amazing place you should join us richard you come down i should down, ju- doing, i only
2: wish right? i'd known more about you before i did the dvd ghost of devon
0: well there you go i mean you should have come down but, i mean absolutely well never what, mind here we go. Next volume 2 volume 2 yes. Absolutely, and, and uh, here's one for you then. I'm not on air right now. Um, next year we will come because uh, we do a, a we do always do an event outside of Devon every year. Last yes. year we went to Pendle Hill. Why don't we come to you? Why, why don't why we don't bring? You? Yeah, well, guys, I'm feeling left out here a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You, you,
1: you oh, listen. You, you can come be in. Back Ron. Over there we want to
0: come. Uh, actually, we could get Ron packed up out of his slippers and bring him into the UK. And, well, I'm uh, trying to get him uh, out here you think you could come across? It's a lot of rowing. <laughs> oh, see, he says this all the time. You know, he says this every time. He said, "No, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe." But it's maybe. a very calm, calm Ron. Yeah, oh. we've got to get you across, Ron, because you won't have to. You won't have to pay anything when you get here. No, we'll yeah, right. That's me.
1: what they always say. We'll see we'll no, you they and take, when they take me off the debtor's jail.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, but the officer, are yeah. and um, certainly. Um, you know that would that would be a cool thing to do. Um, it would. You know we we we've worked a lot around Devon. We know the area pretty well, and obviously we work into Cornwall as well. Um, yeah. But but I think that you know there are some provincial groups out there that really um, really do hold their own. And you know I know that a lot of groups are going through problems at the moment with you know people that tip up and some people that. You know, are uninvited, and some groups don't get on mm. with other groups, and oh, and it's all a bizarre uh, thing because very bizarre. Uh, in, in reality, we're all studying the same thing, and I think actually we should be um, working together. And I think that, Correct. that's, that's Correct. what we need I'm to do. Correct.
2: Correct. I'm from the same hymn sheet. Um, I will get in touch with you, Byron, um, and get you get you up to Derby Jail, and I'd rather like to come down and do Salem.
0: Cool. With no no promises. really at would. No. No problem at all. Perhaps we can come back to Toginet and uh, speak to Ron and tell him all about it.
1: We will also do oh, anyway. That's a good thank idea. That's a bloody lot, you know. Gee, tell me about <laughs> it. I want to experience it. Well, I, you know, what? we had actually a great time. We, we Byron and uh, ourselves in haunted Australia did this Halloween special where we each broadcast from uh, a different location, and maybe that's something we could do. Uh, oh yeah. I, I don't see why we couldn't do that. Uh, the three of us, anyways, at least.
0: We, know, we've that done that. Fantastic. We've done that before. We did a uh, what was it? A tri-nations paranormal event. We did Australia, yep. uh, the US, and the UK. And uh, there's no reason why we couldn't do it again. We that did would live feeds. And uh, we did, um, you know, live video feeds into them. And I know the, the Australians had a little bit of a difficulty because they had to do theirs the day after or the day before. I can't remember for the hours. But yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was an absolutely brilliant blast of an event. It got real good publicity because it was a cross-nations uh, thing. And I think we should resurrect that uh, because it's a long time, Ron, since we've done that, has isn't it?
1: Right. It has been. And I think we, we should definitely try it. I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be on Halloween, but uh, maybe it yeah. could be. It uh, was something we should definitely look at. and uh, But, you know, before we go anywhere, we actually had a question, which I can't, I don't get it. Will you be with Haunted Devon at Derby Jail, or would you like to join them in Salem Chapel? Oh, I, I guess that's what they're saying. Would you hey. like Haunted, uh, Haunted Devon to go to Derby Jail, or would you like yes. to join them at Salem Chapel? I, I I, I, we'll, I,
2: we'll do both. We'll do both. both. both I'd, right? I'd love them to come to me, yeah, and then I'll come see them.
1: Hmm. Anyway, you're be most, you know, no,
0: most welcome. Most we we welcome. got
1: about we got about two minutes left in the show, and uh, I want to thank Byron. Byron's gonna you're gonna come on uh, tomorrow because uh, there was a, a bunch of stuff I I do want to ask you. So you're gonna be on tomorrow's show, right, Byron?
0: I am. Yes, no promise at all.
1: Okay, so we, we'll we'll talk some more about that. Uh, one thing I do want to mention with to Josh, thank you for coming on the show and uh, joining Josh and myself and Karen O'Keefe on September 4th at the Houghton uh, Mansion. If you go to the website, NE Ghost Project. At comp, uh, no, any ghostproject.com, uh, you can sign up for the events there. And we actually received a story, Richard, from our. Uh, oh, I uh, should think so as well. Okay,
2: have you? No, not yet. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, my, my internet's been down for a week. Oh, maybe that's so why. I, I... I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Uh, but uh, the BT tell me they're going to get it back up to me by, uh, by Thursday, so I'll have a look. But yeah, we need to go into this. Don't forget, guys, we want your stories. Um, ghost stories, real ones. Send them to uh, Richard at FelixFilms.net
1: or in the letter N, the letter E, GhostProject at Comcast.net. So that's N-E GhostProject at Comcast.net. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, we're waiting and, for them. Yep, and, and we're we'll actually going to have trouble. a contest. And you know, Brian, you're getting into this thing too, you know?
0: What's that? What, what am I doing? Where am I going? Ghost stories. Oh, well, I've got loads of ghost stories for you. I mean, we we can get together sure over a beer, and that'll that'll be fine. And we can leave Ron, hey. He can he can stay from the states. You,
1: you bloody bastard.
0: Yeah. Uh, you? I just I'm still smiling over the tea pie, Ron. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah You know, I, I had a I
1: think we're best out of time actually. But um, you know what was interesting? Sure. Uh, the beats are on. We are out of time. Damn, we'll have to talk about this another time. So, anyways, uh, you have been listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix, Ron Kolick, uh, Josh Mantello has been our special guest from Berkshire Paranormal, as well with Byron Jackson from Haunted Devon. Please check out his website as well. And I say it's good night and God bless, I guess. Nice talking to you, Byron. See you soon. Good night, Good night, Ron. Uh, Cheers,
2: mate.
0: Bye-bye. bye Bye-bye.